Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Your leading, cutting-edge place for the weird. You can find just about any kind of weird story. We've had it, and we got more to come. And uh, joining me, as always... My co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? Hey, Barry. I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. How are you, sir? Doing well, doing well. Not uh, not much has changed since last week that we spoke, but uh, yep. things are continuing to go uh, as they do this time of year. Well, uh, basically, uh, we've got a long episode for you guys, so we're not going to beat around the bush very much today with our intro uh, jibber-jabber. Today, we have with us from the A Couple of Nuts Talking podcast, Bethany Dwyer and Sean Fetterman. They've got a, they're, uh, they're, they're just themselves. They're cool individuals. They're a cool couple. They've got some really cool stories to share. We had a lot of fun talking to them. And uh, so that's why this is a, a long air episode. But this is deals with some heavier stuff than we normally just seem to discuss here on the podcast. So maybe a uh, trigger warning about addiction and uh, recovery and, uh, you know, anything like that trigger warning, possibly about uh, robbery and uh, and being stopped by the police. And I'm giving a little bit away there, but still, if has, any of those set you off, you might want to avoid. But otherwise, a lot of great conversation that was had and recorded here. Yeah. So, hey, please uh, stick around and listen to a great conversation with Bethany and Sean. With a couple of nuts. That's right. A couple of nuts. <laughs> Bethany and Sean, two nuts, a couple of nuts. What's your weird story? Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're really happy to be here. I'll start. Weird story number one. Um, God, there's so many, especially growing up here in LA, but also the cool. kind of stuff that I, yeah, kind of stuff stuff that I'm into as well is is pretty weird. Cool, cool. Um, I am <clears throat> right off the bat. I'll just dive right in. I'm a recovering heroin addict and an alcoholic. Okay, so way to bring the room down. Hey, <laughs> no, dude, congratulations on that. That both of those are extremely uh yeah. difficult demons to 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 tackle. Yeah. And yeah. uh you know, more power to you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. something sure. to be very proud of. And Thank you. you know, and I know that's that's a that's 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 those are tough battles. So they are, but I'm I'm kicking their asses, so it feels pretty good. Got good. a few years under my belt now. Good. But so to to talk about that, um, when I was drinking and using, there was a chain of events that happened when I was thirty years old. 
is another downer. Mom was sick with cancer. Hey, oh, let's take it down even further. Um, <laughs> I'm cutting myself right now. All right. <laughs> this is what she does. She's so emo. Um, if yes. you guys could see the amount of mascara she's got on, it's unbelievable. I know, right? Yeah. Like raccoon esque, you know. I mean, yeah. so dark. No sun, no sun uh, burst for me. <laughs> Good one, babe. Thanks. It's like football player. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Weird. So, okay. Weird story. Yeah. So, I was in a relationship that it it um at the time of a couple years, not with Bethany. It was another one. And so, mom passes away, and girlfriend kicks me out of the house two weeks after that. Mm. Um. So, needless to say, of course, I go on a gnarly binge of just yeah. drinking anything and everything that i can and smoking a shit ton of cigarettes and i was a little over 200 pounds at the time so my uh just my health all around was been smoking like a chimney um i'm crashing at my buddy's house and i'm drinking and i start to get gnarly chest pains um turns out i'm having a massive heart attack oh shit how old are you 30 30 30 wow, years old. Wow, wow. Massive heart attack. It was it was it was a lot, you know. I shot up copious amounts of heroin and cocaine together and I took copious amounts of opiate pills and just like treated my body really poorly. Yeah. And um so I'm having this heart attack day 1 because I've had chest pains after a heavy night of drinking and smoking before so I thought maybe just a panic attack you know whatever and then i don't sleep for the first day i didn't go to the hospital for a couple days guys like i was literally on the verge of death wow and um so day two rolls around and i haven't slept and i've kind of been vomiting for you know the past 24 hours damn and yeah completely dehydrated and you know mom had died a couple weeks prior to that so i'm laying on my buddy's couch and it's probably around two or three in the morning on the second day of the heart attack. And I start to see it starts to look like I'm looking through a kaleidoscope of colors. Mm. Like I'm looking through a kaleidoscope. So I'm like, I'm tripping out. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think logically and rationally. I'm not getting enough oxygen in my brain. So I'm seeing things. Right. And then my mom starts to come through. Like she's in her early 20s and she's just she's coming through all trippy like and whenever her face comes into focus through all the colors all the pain and everything would go away and it a heart attack is extremely painful it's like just like a heavy weight a heavy sharp weight on your chest a sharp shoot it feels like a, a nail is being burrowed into your ear mm. and then all through your jaw just gnarly sharp pains mm. but whenever i saw mom's face the pain went away and that that freaked me the fuck out so like i was like oh my god so and that was to the right of me so when so i looked i tried to like look away and focus elsewhere so then to the left i see what looks like a person just crouched down on the ground in front of my friend's tv but it's just a shadow it's just a black uh silhouette of a person crouched down like their knee up to their chest and their head just facing towards me i can't see a face or anything like that and the pain was still there so i'm now stuck between this shadow person and you know and and my mom so 
whenever I kept going to my mom, pain would go away. But then I felt like I started to kind of like fall asleep and slip away a little bit. So I just, I just kept staring at the shadow person and my mom for a good like 20, 30 minutes. And then I told my friend, I was like, shit, guys, I got to go to the hospital. Something's not right. Yeah. And that's when I went, that's when I went to the hospital and uh, they said, yeah, you're having a massive heart attack right now. What, what kind of drugs did you take? And I was I haven't taken anything today. I haven't taken anything. At the time, I hadn't used drugs for a while. It was just a lot of alcohol. And they were just dumbfounded by a 30-year-old in there having a, like a massive heart attack. And uh, so, yeah, I Damn. saw yeah, I saw a shadow person. And I saw my mom in a bunch of bright colors. And if that was death... It wasn't scary, like, looking at my mom and the colors yeah. and stuff like that. Like, the paint, like, I felt nothing. It felt, like, practically like a kid. Like, I felt no really worry at the time, and I didn't feel any pain or anything like that until I started, like, trying to rationalize it. But when I was right. in the moment, kind of letting it go, it, it wasn't scary, and it didn't hurt. And uh, that's just one of my weird wow. stories wow. that I have. Did you, was that a turning point for you or did you continue down that road? You'd think it would be, but being an addict, everybody has like a different bottom. That was not my bottom. Like I I straightened up for, I want to say like five or six months and then, you know, went back out and started doing my thing again. Yeah, Yeah, sure. My dad is a drug and alcohol counselor. And so um, I hear lots of crazy stories man and uh yeah you know so those i mean the fact that you were able to live through that is pretty incredible dude that shows how tough you are man that's yeah you know and i know you probably don't look at it like that but seriously i mean most people would not have made it through that and uh the fact that it took you a couple of days to get to the to the hospital is pretty amazing (laughs) i told that I told him, I was like, you obviously are here for a reason. Like, you might not know it yet, but there's a reason why. Yeah. Like, your higher power, God, whatever you believe, yeah. didn't take you. So, that leaves me. Yeah. So, are you a spiritual person? I mean, where does that come into play with you? Or were you spiritual at that time? Or Oh, no. I was so far away from any type of spiritual life at that time. Like, I was more towards the dark side of things. Like, I was this right. goth kid, and I liked, you know satanic shit and all that stuff which i guess is a is a spirituality in itself but not of like the kind good variety Mm -hmm. um i didn't put now and yes i'm extremely spiritual and that's um you know seeing my mom had a lot to do with it after she had passed away and another another weird kind of tale off that really quick my mom i was there when she passed a couple weeks prior i was up Mm -hmm. in their uh house in bakersfield and it was around the same time like around two or three um she was in her bedroom and i was in the guest bedroom and my blanket um it felt like it got slowly pulled off me in the in the around that time so it woke me up and then the blanket fell on the ground so i got up and then i went in the bedroom and then within like 15 minutes she passed away i was wow. there but so now, fun. But so, wow. what was that yeah. if you don't mind me asking what was that like being there for her final breaths yeah um it was brutal it was super super brutal uh, I th- I'm pretty sure she went into cardiac cardiac arrest because she started like she was way out of it. it that's how it works with uh, maybe not all cancer, but she was totally coherent 
and then like the day prior she just was like yeah mentally good she couldn't even keep her eyes open and then yeah. later you know later that night she had passed away but being in the room for that was crazy intense like i was all over the map with yeah. emotions like i started crying and, and then i pulled it together to be there for and it's like love you mom like it's okay it's okay and then after she had passed away i'm kind of a curious person like i opened her eyelids because i wanted to see what her eyes looked like okay right yeah i don't know why and then i and that was really weird like the dead skin and stuff not there because she wasn't yeah. there she was yeah. just gone yeah and then me and my dad had to kick it with her for a couple hours because it was in the middle of the night right we had to wait for the uh the funeral home to come pick yeah. her up sure so and oh and they and she was on hospice at the time so she had she had had made sure that the hospice nurse was called immediately to come and dispose of all her pills because of uh me Right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Because of this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I asked that because I, I, I was in the room when my grandfather passed away, and um, it was it changed my life, man. It uh, it really did. It was, you could feel him leave his body, and it's yeah. the strangest thing um, that you can ever witness. And, yeah. you know, I was born and raised sort of in a religious household, and, um, and, I consider myself to be a spiritual person, but, you know, not overly so. But that, that definitely changed me, man. I was like, wow, that is real. There's something in that that's real. And it, yeah. it, teaches, it teaches you something, and it touches you in a really deep, deep spot, you know. So that's, that's profound. Yeah. And, 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 and amazing that you were able to be there. And I know it's tough, and I know that's probably what sent you down to the next part of your life. But... But 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 for you to be there is is is, is an amazing gift that that you gave yeah. her. You know, I was I was so grateful to be there and be by her side. My brother wasn't there, and I know that he still struggles with that. I struggled, I struggled with the visual of it for a while. Mm -hmm. Like right. that was unfortunately like the lasting memory. Like after yeah. she had passed, but then like the, the good memories, and I started you know praying for her to come visit me it's a there's there's an, there's more weirdness to the story actually i guess i'll go into because it it's all revolving around yeah my mom's. let's not hold yeah, back here dude you know? yes <laughs> so after she had passed away i was having dreams that she didn't know that she was dead um she'd be calling my cell phone um i would be up in my dreams i would be up in their house and when i'd go into her closet and her clothes would start flying like everywhere like wow. just past me and she didn't know that she was dead so i ended up going to a a medium and this was this was after the heart attack so i was back having these dreams after the heart attack and all that stuff so i don't know also if after the heart attack it gave me more of like an open door to these types of things like mm -hmm. the other side or, or whatever you want to call it but so i a buddy of mine had a an oddity shop here in in the valley in um, los angeles and they had a, a psychic come in and she works she's on the east coast she works with the nypd actually oh wow, like they, hi oh, wow. they hire her to to help them with stuff at times so she was in t in town and my friends put together because i was telling them you know about this weird stuff so i go to the medium and she just and i was skeptical of, of mediums and psychics 
uh, I, I, but she started touching on stuff. She's like, there's an IV in your arm and it's numbing everything. It is that. So she touched on my heroin addiction. Oh, and wow. Then, yeah. And then at one point she said, okay, a woman just entered the room and she's hysterical. And it's almost as if I can't tell if she's passed or if she just doesn't know that she's passed. So then I was wow. like, oh my God. Wow. And, um, and then she, so she just proceeds to have a conversation with what I'm assuming is my mother right in the right. room. She's like, she was just like, all you have to do is go check in and you can come down and visit whenever you want. And she kept repeating that. She's she like, I know, I know, but just go check in and then you can come back and visit whenever you want. She's like, she really had to nail that home. And after, after that, the dreams stopped. So, wow. That's, she, that's fascinating. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Now, did yeah. you have did you have any uh, did you think that that would work before you went in and, and sat down with her? I mean, or what, were you skeptical? I guess is my question. Yeah, yeah, I was skeptical. I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, I was one hundred percent skeptical. Sure, yeah. I didn't think it was going to like completely remedy the the dreams at all. Sure. Yeah, especially that 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 magnitude of her supposedly entering the room. Right. And the fact that she was hysterical makes sense because for as, as strong as my, my mom was, she was a, a Brooklyn girl, Jewish girl, just had, you know, Jewish mother. I don't know if you're familiar with Jewish moms. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> from, Brook, and from, from Brooklyn. So she was, she was a badass. Yeah. And, um, but she didn't want to die. Of course. I mean, she straight up told me, she was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to die. And she wasn't a faith person either. Like I was like, mom, do you think anything happens? And she was like, no, I think you die. And then you die. But I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And sure. It's, yeah. So she, well, yeah. she was also on so many drugs and I don't think your mom ever did drugs. No. So I think when she was passing, maybe she didn't know because mm -hmm. she was so high. Right. Yeah. She was, yeah, yeah, very out of it on the morphine and stuff like that. So, yeah, but yeah I, I could, I could imagine her being hysterical and kind of freaking out, like, "Where the fuck am I? What is going on? Nobody could see me," you know? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I guess gives you a little more. I don't know if that makes it easier to think that when you die, at least you know you're still present. Right. But then right. how frustrating, my goodness, if like... Exactly. I mean, what the hey? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's something that nobody can prepare you for. What happens when you're... If you believe in a soul or whatever, what happens when your mind or your soul leaves the body? How, what is that feeling like? I mean, you know, people have, have tried to say that DMT is very similar. A DMT trip is very similar to that. I don't know if it is. Um, How would they know? Right. And the thing that's, I, I don't know if you read about the studies they've done when people are on their deathbed, but they have a weight, like they're on a weighted bed mm -hmm. and then they wait until they die. And like, there is a like 0. 0.005 uh, yeah. decrease in weight right. as soon as they die. Like as soon yeah. as they, so I mean, yeah. That's so there is that just, literally and by the way, right I have you. chills, so I feel yeah. like that's my HP being like, I think you're onto something, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. No, you're right. It would, yeah, it would still be difficult to not be heard and not, yeah. not know. Like, oh, thank yeah. God. I mean, I've by the way, I've never. I don't know if either of you two have. Um, 
I've never been like walked into a room and then there's a medium there and then it's perfect timing and all of these things. It seems yeah. so, when he told me that story for the first time, I was just like, God, does everything happen for a reason? Yeah. Because your mom needed that conversation right. and had exactly. you not met this woman who, by the way, if someone's like, oh, I have a medium, I would expect them to be like, you're going to meet the man of your dreams and then you're going to get a great job. You know, like, right. Very, like those very weird, facade. Yeah. very general, broad yeah. mm -hmm. things and broad strokes. And then she's like, no, this lady's here. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah, they, it's just, wow. Everything. Yeah. In yeah. It's almost as if your mom needed you to be there for her so that yeah. she could go. Your mom needed it more than you did. You needed it to because, you know, you needed when you're when you're grieving a parent. Because my dad died from cancer when I was 17. And, you know, it's 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 tough. You know, um, I wasn't there when he passed, but I was there. I was I saw him withering away. Yeah. But like. um. When you go, when you're grieving and you're going through those things, you know everybody grieves th differently, and they have these different phases that you go through, and that you know fell in line to help you get through. You know, sorry, I'm trying to that you needed that at that point. You know, that was helpful to you. That was the kind of a a Band-Aid and, you know, a salve to those wounds, but your mom needed it for sure. It's because she needed guide. She needed to be guide because, you know, she could have, she, well, it looked like she was kind of hanging out around you, you know, while you were there. So. Yeah, she was. She was. I tell him that all the time. I feel, I've never met his mom and I feel like there are times when I'm like, oh, I feel like your mom's here. Like I've, I, I, it's it almost makes me cry because I I think she's always around you. And I think that, Adam, what you were saying was really cool. And I hope you hear that because it's such a weird. This is such like a downer podcast. No, it's not. But but what's interesting is I don't know if he's ever heard your the way you were set, talking yeah. about it, Adam, which was really beautiful, like knowing that you got to do that for your mom right. yeah yeah it's so huge it and i think she is so happy that you were the one to do yeah. it it's yeah, so we cool were, we were very very close me and my mom like we she's i'm a musician she got me into all the a lot of the music that i'm into she was a musician and we just very cool she, she was a cool chick yeah that's great man yeah. that's awesome i mean um yeah for for and I think that also you're honoring her memory by living the life you're you're living right now, which is amazing. Yeah, you know what 100%, I mean. Yeah, it's like all everything is timing. You know what I mean. Like you mm -hmm. needed to go through all the bullshit that you went through and yep. and all the hard shit that you went through in order to, I think maybe appreciate life a little bit, man. And I know people out there don't have to go to the degree that you've gone to in your life to figure that out. But everybody goes through that, man, on some level. Yeah. You know, um, appreciating what you have and um, trying to make the most of your time is a huge, huge thing. And we get caught up in mundane stuff in life. You know what I mean? We get caught up on bills and, oh, my God, I got to do this and I got to do that. And we get so just anxiety driven. 
Um, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it because you're not living in in a in a space that's um, enlightened in some way. And I'm not a super religious or spiritual person, but I do believe in that. I mean, living your life in a way where you're positive and you can give yeah. something back to people is is huge, man. And to get yourself to that point, I know you only for a half an hour now, but I can, you know, the fact that you're living and you're telling the story is, is, an, is an amazing thing, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Super grateful. And, uh, I fucking love life. Like back then it was just like, uh, I, <clears throat> that was like my, uh, my badge was my, my depression was like, right. I'm a, I'm, I'm a victim and I loved right. playing, playing the victim. Cause I was able to gave me a great excuse to act out the way that I did, but not living like that anymore and getting out of my own way. Oh my God. Our life is fucking banging over here. We love it. It's awesome. That's, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. It is cool. It's cool that, I mean, I only, I luckily, or I don't know how I would look at it, but his, he used um, the first year. Was it the first year that we were together? Yeah. Yeah, because we've been together six years. And I had no, I don't know anything about like drugs and all that stuff. I had no idea what to look for or know or any of that. And he's, he's what they call a, um, a, um, a functioning addict. So yeah, he yeah. was going to work. He was doing all this stuff. So I, other than his maybe weight, I would say, sure. but I met him skinny. So I, I didn't know. Um, but even all the stuff that he went through, it helped me and has completely changed my life yeah. because I went and got help as well. Cause I obviously, I have, I am very attracted to addicts. Clearly I found out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm the problem, uh, just as much. And I got help as well. And it's completely changed. I mean, both of our lives, obviously, but just my life and its trajectory, sure. um, has immensely changed as well. That's so great. I'm extremely grateful for that. Yeah. And had I not met him and gone through it, like, you're welcome. Yeah. So that's what he does. He does all the time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it's funny, like I'll speak, I do a lot of public speaking and I often will say like, I'm grateful that he hit rock bottom. I'm just grateful that he used, I'm grateful. And it sounds so incredibly wild to people. Yeah. 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 And it's like, well, if he hadn't, both of us wouldn't be where we are today. And it's like sunshine and fucking rainbow. Oh, can we swear on yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Let it go. It's fucking rainbows and sunshine up right. in here and yeah and i don't know it, it's and that's the crazy thing too before i don't want to take up all the time i want you to talk too but the this last bottom i had a few years ago you know wasn't the heart attack wasn't all this crazy fucking chaos it was just the fact that i was hanging out in my bathroom more than like with my beautiful girlfriend and my two cats in my yeah. great apartment and and not creating not writing any music or anything. right it was that was the bottom. It was like just a, just a spiritual low of just, I'm in bathrooms, public bathrooms, right. our bathroom, getting high more than, than living life. And that was, yeah. that was this bottom. So, well, unfortunately, people don't understand this about creative people, but like you start taking drugs to open as you know, some have said before the doors of the mind, right? But then it gets to the point where it's no longer that and it becomes consuming and you're now uh, your body itself is craving the thing 
that used to make you happy and now it's no longer doing that and so um you know and that's how and people always say oh man i can't understand why a guy like that which would, would throw his life away well it's hey <laughs> these you know things happen and, yeah. nobody, and nobody nobody starts out wanting to throw their life away no, right. nobody starts out wanting to become right uh, an alcoholic or right. uh, an an, an opiate addict or anything like that. Right. Nobody starts out doing that. They do it because, you know, it's, it's Maybe, fun or it's yeah, or their or their heroes did it. Or you read a book, like you read a William yeah. S. Burroughs book, and you know, yeah, that's exactly like Kurt Cobain. Of course, I was right. like, that's that's my guy growing me, up. Me too, then, man. Yep. Yeah. Me too. And yep. her too. And then and then you start doing the drugs, and then you're uh, me. I'm pawning my instruments. Like I didn't write anything when I was high in the beginning. It was like kind of you know working. No, it, I feel like he was in a huge band and it it ruined your career eventually. It derailed my career for a little bit, yeah. But I mean, that's that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah just yeah. kind of get consumed by the yeah by the drugs. Yeah. No, but uh, what I meant is he started in the band when he wasn't doing it, and then he did it while he was in the band, and then he was right. out of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I I know I've never done uh, anything, and I I am constantly creating. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Imagine, and I feel like the few times that I have drank or whatever, it actually, or maybe just because I'm really sensitive, I can feel that part of me just kind of go like that. Yeah. And I think it, at least for me, it just, it didn't work. Like, and I also watched so many people around me do it um, that I stayed away from it. So I was kind of like the yin and yang. Like, I won't, I won't even try it. I feel like, I come from a lot of addicts, so for me it was like I gotta stay away, or that's gonna be me. That's yeah. awesome, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, it, it is because it's it's when you when you have so much when you're a kid, people we forget now we're older. But when you're a kid and you're just trying to fit in, dude, your friends start doing shit, and most people start doing shit because their friends yep. are doing it, right? And and I so um, I, I have a history in, in in the music world also, and and I grew up sort of like in that punk rock sort of era when like the straight edge thing was a thing, and like it was co- even though I wasn't a straight edger, I still thought this is cool that kids have something cool with cool yeah. bands that are playing badass music to get into, and it's positive and it has yeah. a good message, you know. At least there was that, but I I didn't sustain from uh, the non drug use. I mean, I, I you know I, I gave in and I and uh, nothing heavy, never. Um, but uh, I saw a lot of my friends, man, go down and uh, lost a lot of friends, and it's sad. It's sad, and which leads me to the question: So, how did you stay? I mean, I know that you have control over that, but um, um. You never really um, got into that scene, but you're an artist and you're a creative person. So I'm sure that Bethany saw a lot of friends and whoever, and obviously um, your relationship there. But um, did you have a negative uh, reaction when you found out what was going on with Sean? When I found out he was using? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I caught him. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I caught him. And. Um, it was pretty much no denying after I caught him. I actually caught him in the bathroom, like he was saying. And I was like, he, he would take just 45 minute showers and like all the stuff. Now he was doing it 
since I knew him, because obviously when we first met, we weren't living together or anything, so I didn't know his lifestyle. Um, I believe we just had recently moved in. It was like after a year or something. And um, I was just like, oh, he thinks he's a dirty person. You know, whatever. Who, I, I, right, right, right. I don't really judge anybody's anything. So sure. I just mindlessly was like, okay, thank God we don't pay for water. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this one time it was something we were going to watch something or do something. And he's like, I'll be right back. And then I was just sitting out there waiting on the movie. And so mm. I, I had to go in the bathroom and check. And he was just sitting on the toilet and he had, at the time he was chasing the dragon, which just means like <laughs> he had tinfoil. I love that that makes you laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you saying chasing the dragon. Yeah, because I had no idea what it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In, in fact, that's actually another funny story. But uh, so I, I caught him and all he did when I walked in, he was literally in the middle of it and he just drops it. And it goes in between his pants and he was like, what's, what, what? And he's already kind of like, whatever, out of it, nodding. And I was like, what do you do? Like, what's going on? And so we had this whole conversation because I had no idea what he was doing, but I knew it was not okay. And then I kicked him out. Mm. And I think that might have saved your life. I don't know. It helped, yeah. Yeah, because most people are like, sure, you can stay here. You know, the enabling started. But I was like, I do not want drugs in my house. And I don't know how you're getting them or you know, whatever. And there was so much stuff missing from the house, which I would have never, yeah, I would have never thought was him. In fact, I thought it was, I blame the cats. Mm. <laughs> I blamed yeah. anyone who came over. Like it was never him. Um, I would be on the phone for hours with the bank. Like, where is this gone? I don't, you know, I have yeah. my ATM card, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that, that was a lot of craziness. But when he left, I kicked him out. And I followed him around when he was packing his things, and I, I kicked him out. And then I remember I called my friend, who's um, much more knowledgeable about drugs and alcohol, and I called and I go, what was he doing? I'm like, he was lighting some tinfoil and like had a straw in his mouth. And like, and she was like, oh, he's chasing the dragon. It's black, black tar heroin. And I was mm. like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it just yeah, yeah. blew me away how yeah. quickly she was like, oh, it's black tar heroin and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, so it, it really, it w- yeah, it was crazy. Well, was obviously, crazy obviously there was something about the relationship that you guys uh, found um, to be fruitful or else we wouldn't be here today, right? Yeah. yeah, well, what's interesting is how we were just talking about the timeline and how things are just placed in a certain way. Like, the, the place where he found treatment had a family program. Mm. And so it was under direction of them to for him to tell me that I could get like free help if I went uh-huh. with while he was there. And I was like, hell yeah, like I feel awful and I'm right. not okay. And so I and he was even like, you can come, you don't even have to see me. Like he's like, I just want you to get help and they're offering it. So I went and that's where my life completely changed yeah often people don't understand that uh the addict is not the only person that's involved in this thing like family members are participants in it's called codependency and there's relationships are set up in a way even your normal relationship without the substance has codependency i mean that's the that's how relationships work it just is and the but the key is is that you know most people set boundaries 
Um, but some people, those boundaries, they move or, you know, um, it's just part of the deal. So, and the, and I know this because I, you know, my, like I said, my folks are very involved in the, the AA world. So that's the reason why I know this, but, um, oftentimes the family members refuse to get help because they yes. don't see their part in it at all. Yeah. So the fact that you're able to do that is pretty incredible, you know? Seriously, there's not a lot oh, of people yeah, that I was take excited. that serious. Yeah. I just felt so low. It was like, if this is going to help me, Jesus, yeah. that please help me. Like, yeah. I can't. And then also, like, as the other person, I, I remember saying this in rooms where I was just like, the addict has something to fall back on to where they numb themselves. They don't have to deal. Right. You know, they make it, they're running around. They don't care if they have a place over there, a roof over their head or all these things. And I'm like, I'm not built that way. So for me, I walked away going, okay, I'm out of my, I'm completely broke now. I, my boyfriend who I thought was the love of my life is gone. Mm -hmm. Like, so your whole life kind of falls, your floors fall out and you're just like, and you don't have, you had no idea. Yep. Like it was out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was a, it was a, it, now st- like in hindsight, I'm like so grateful. And it's just like, man, I would totally do it again. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know it's funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would because coming out the other side, it's like, yeah. I wonderful. can't believe I was living like that Yeah. Mm-hmm. because you know, I would have kicked him out and just found another him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. What I yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what it. That's yeah. That's what it offered her. She got to to dig in to her history and see, you know, that she was always kind of surrounded by addicts and alcoholics. Right. And yeah, that's one of the gifts of it. Yeah. Sure. As crazy as it is, you know, it's a gift. And the girl, the babysitter girl, she picked up the phone and there was a policeman on the other side. And he said, we've tracked the phone call and it's coming from inside the house. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I love those urban legend stories. Dude, I do too. And you remember the one where the girl, it's always the babysitter or it's the kids making out in Lover's Lane. But there's the one where the girl comes up and she finds the kids are watching TV and she turns them around and their face has SpaghettiOs. Oh, man. Or the hook guy. Remember the oh, hook the guy? Hook. The hook was hanging from the rear view yeah. mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got a story that is similar to any of those awesome urban legends, we want to hear it. Because, you know, those urban legends, man, they started off as somebody's true life weird story. It's got to be true somewhere. So you do a podcast with, with each other, right? Yeah. So what do you guys, what is that about? Our podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is- um, it's basically just us being us. Uh, and then we talk about everything and anything with our opinions. Like, I know that sounds like, oh God, it's not what every podcast is. But, um, we, so I'm a stand up comic and he's a oh. uh, musician. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So my work is just making fun of shit and, that's great. You know, 
that is giving my opinion on it. I live on comedy podcasts. I just do my life because what I do for work, I'm out by myself and I'm working usually by myself and I just put my headphones in and I listen to, uh, I listen to a lot of your mom's house and Joe Rogan and, um, uh, we love Joe. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I love Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, and it's just funny. Yeah, you'll love ours because we just talk about random shit. That's great. We both bring things to the table, but we don't tell each other until we just start and then we'll bring up a subject. Um, we write theme songs for everything. Nice. Um, (laughs) yeah, we have different segments like Chuck It or Fuck It. Um, yeah, like Chuck It's Bad and if we like something a lot, we'll fuck it. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. We just did did a Chuck It or Fuck It on the uh, Justice League four-hour movie. Oh. I watched the four-hour. Zack Snyder. You know, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge comic book nerd and I have been all my life. And I'm especially a DC guy. I even owned a comic shop for a short while. I grew up and, in one. Yeah. I grew up yeah. in, in one in Chicago. Nice. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, and I love all the Marvel stuff. The Marvel movies are fantastic. The DC ones are just extremely hit or miss for me. And I am not a Zack Snyder fan. I'm just. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, we said, we said that we're like, you either love them or hate them, but. And oh, we we're, yeah, we, we I mean, love I Zach fuck Snyder. it, fuck him, fuck him in a good way. Uh, <laughs> I thought, give him 10, what? I, I thought, I thought Watchmen was okay, except for how he changed the ending, but Justice League was just, and, All right, and, you, and, did you watch the four hour one? I haven't watched the four hour, because like, I just, you know, I mean, it's like. First of all, it's totally different. Right. It's totally different. We actually started the two-hour one, and we were in for an hour, and then we loved it so much. We were like, what are we doing? Yeah. Put the four-hour one. So then we yeah. went back, and we mm. literally had a five-hour Zack Snyder talk nice. fest. And we were like, this, story. this is balls deep better. <laughs> it's literally, yeah, like it starts completely different. And then during the hour one, we were like, wait, I don't understand why this, this. And the other one starts, and you're like, I understand everything. Right. I get it. Now I know what everything is. It's really uh, awesome. And then um, for us, coincidentally, uh, we love DC. I like DC movies better than Marvel. And we both figure it out because they're just darker. Like they're, yeah. you know, it's just gotten, they're edgier and darker and they're rated R, which I love. Um, the Marvel's a little too like Disney for me, uh, which I, I, by the way, I like, I'm a, I'm a comic yeah, person yeah. as well. Like yeah. that's where well, I, I grew up in one. Uh, you know, I think I think that both reflect the source material. Um, I think, I mean, the Marvel movie universe is, I, I think it's like the Marvel comics. I, you know, and I guess you could say maybe it's more Disney, but the Marvel comics are generally a little bit brighter. It's a brighter yeah. universe. Yeah. DC is, but DC is definitely darker. But Superman doesn't need to be dark at all. You know, because that's not what Superman's about. Superman's about everything. Oh, is that what you got upset about? That no, 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 no. That's oh. that's just one. That's just one. Because Batman needs to be fucking dark, huge, dick, big time. You know, yeah. and all. I thought you were going to say stuff. huge dick. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah. huge I, thought, dick. I was like, hell huge, yeah, I don't huge dick, <laughs> big time. Talk about the bald. Yeah, but I mean, well, I'm sure he, you know. The I'm darker sure Batman the does. He certainly got the big dick energy because you know he's yeah, Batman. Yeah, he's swinging. <laughs> he's swinging <laughs> left and <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So he, but, <laughs> he got the idea of that of his bat sling, the thing that goes like that yeah, to yeah. go to the other building. He got that idea from his dick. 
<laughs> he was just what swinging around. I could he just, was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I can swing on my own dick. I can swing on my own dick. <laughs> Why don't I put an anchor to it and propel it to that building? That yes, is perfect. That's, that is Batman. He And Batman is my absolute favorite. See, I have a problem with Superman because he does so many things. Like, he has so many capabilities that you're yeah. kind of like, all right, dude, you're like the guy whose parents much. are rich. Well, yeah. literally, but you know what I mean? Like in high school, you just hate him. He's like the captain of the football team. And you're like, I can't with you. Yep. Um, that's kind of Superman. And it, it kind of makes it no fun. Now, obviously, I loved in the Justice League just for that reason that he was dead. Like, how dope is that? Like, OK, so now we got to figure it out. I did right. like that aspect of it. Uh, and I also like that we got to see him dark. And I actually thought he wasn't dark enough. I wish he was dark for a little bit longer. Wow. And we could have seen a little bit, you know, get Lois Lane out of there for a minute. For a minute. Yeah. Um, get down and I thought that would have been. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know? let's just, see. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm open for interpretation on Superman. You know, there's some great stuff. And that's exactly correct. The problem is Superman is, does have every power, you know, especially Silver Age, Bronze Age Superman. But you know that's again. It's it's what about the Donner flick? Jeez Louise, he could turn back time. He can do all that. Well, exactly. Yeah, but that yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. But, oh you yeah. Know, it's like it's the it's good Superman stories aren't about Superman. It's about what's happening around Superman, and it's yeah. always like that. The good Superman stories that are about Superman are the ones that really just show how over the top he is. Yeah. And having him being dark it takes away from the character because that's not the kind of person that Superman is. Bat Batman is dark. Bruce is broken. He's a dark person. He's broken. And that's See, he's the, my type. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, look, Batman is the best. Batman's the best comic yeah. book character. You can do. And, and by the way, Batman. has Batman no powers. Right. Exactly. And has and no powers. Why, I love that. Do you know what? Why he's Adam, I think that Batman has a eating disorder because he um, I could just see him like a asking Alfred after hours and being like, Alfred, <laughs> I need some pancakes. And Alfred's like, bitch, I'm sleeping. Call a pizza place. And so then like, like <laughs> he, Batman calls a pizza place. And he's just like, I'd like to order a pizza. And the pizza place like, oh, is this Batman? And he's like, no. He's like, oh, is it, I don't even know where this is going, but I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like, how cool would it be if Batman has to fucking call like Domino's? Just, and this is what our pot. This is what our that's podcast great. is like. Oh, that's awesome! Like that this, is awesome, man. Just, yeah, it, and then that's where this conversation. Started. Yeah, and then Aquaman. Now this is this is honest. I, I really feel like this about Aquaman. Now, luckily, it's Jason. I call him Mimosa. Uh, because I like him on a Sunday morning. Um, but <laughs> I, I think like every Aquaman. woman loves him on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he, Sean even was like, he's a looker. <laughs> he's a hottie, dude. He's you got very him. nice to look at. If yeah. you can't yeah. say that, then you really are gay. It's true. Because, you, yeah. yeah. Like, then you're just closeted because yep. that is gorgeous. Own it. On a, on yeah. a throw, on a, what is that tripod thingy he has? Yeah. Triton thingy. Triton. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Poor, poor Aquaman. First of all, Aquaman. Like, he's the color of teal. Like, w not, you get Wonder Woman, Superman, like Batman's least an animal, but he's just like Aqua, like your, your turquoise, buddy. And then like, you're the, you're in the ocean. Like, what fucking crime happens in the ocean? 
nothing happens in the ocean, Aquaman. Like, what are you, what are you, like, watching over? I don't get it. And then, what? There's no laws. There's no laws. But there's also no human being doing crappy shit back there because they can't breathe underwater. I don't know. I get upset. And then if Aquaman's ever sad, we'd never know. Because you can't see tears in the ocean. <laughs> it's true. I have stuff for all of them. They're, I, I love comics. That's where my, my stand-up started. How long comics. have you been doing? How long have you stand been doing up? stand-up? Yeah. Well, if we don't call count COVID, 13 years. Otherwise, Oh, 14. wow. Wow. Yeah. So you've been in there for a while. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's my baby. And did you start out there in L.A.? I, I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the initial attraction to stand up? Um, well, since I was little, my mom was always like, "You're going to be." My whole family was like, "She's going to be a stand up." Because yeah, I always had natural. to. Exp- I had. Yeah. Yeah, I had opinions, and I like I have no problem expressing myself. And then I usually have some weird thing that I'll compare it to. Uh, but I really like to make people laugh. And um, what's interesting is I'm not like showy. I'm not like whoa, like I hate right. that shit. Right. Right. It's just like conversation yeah. stuff. Um, that's great. But yeah. And the thing that got me on stage, I actually got robbed by gunpoint, um, for 27 minutes. And I, cause I have 27 minutes. Yeah. 27 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. Can we we talk about that for a second? Sure. Okay. Let's talk. That's weird. How did that Uh, happen? Definitely weird. Okay. So I was working at a sex shop and I, um, I used to coach women on their bodies and how to communicate better in, as a couple. Okay. Because um, I thought I wanted to be a sex therapist until I learned how they taught sex therapy. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't believe in any of yeah. this. Um, but anyway, so I, I kind of went off in this direction. And and um, I had massive stage fright. So I was always, I've always been an actor. But um, even though I my everything inside me was like be a stand-up but i couldn't i have like i said mitch hedberg stage right oh, yeah. um so i was working at the sex shop and i was just me and i was training this other girl and i got robbed by two people they came in with nylons on their head and huge guns and the interesting uh, bouncing off of his story because i'm kind of rushing but just to go back i yeah. the day that it happened I wasn't supposed to be working. So my manager was like, hey, can you work for me? I, I need to go do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, everything in my belly was like, don't. Yeah. Just go home. Everything about it. Like, I thought I was going to shit myself. I was like, I don't feel good. I was like, I don't know. But I did it because she was a... I, actually, I did it because we were together, to be honest. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll do this for you. And... She left, and within, I don't know, it was right before close. So at like 6.50, I think we closed at 7, uh, I picked up the keys, and I was like, I'm just going to close. Like, yeah. I want to go home. I'm yeah, just going to yeah. close. I did it again, and I was just like, let's get out of here. And then in my head, I went, I'm training this girl. How terrible does that look? Mm. Like, if I were to close <laughs> 10 minutes early, right? right so I got right. in my head. So I, I remember I put my keys down and I sat down and I was done with my work and I was just like, oh my God. And then I heard ding, because it means someone's coming through the door. And then I heard ding again. And I, 
I remember not because I have a, a screen to the left of me that I can see inside the door. Yeah. And by the time I looked, they had already passed the door. So obviously they bum rushed in, but I didn't know that. And as I'm looking forward, I'm just like, oh, shit. And I just, you could, it was like the whole room filled with just fucking despair. And I was like, and I got so hot on the left side of me because mm. he was standing next to me with a gun to my head. Oh, shit. And I remember so you going. So you noticed them only at the point where they're bearing down on you and they're, they got the gun pulled? Is that what you mean? Yeah, one was out front with her, which I wasn't on camera. I didn't right, know. Right. And then this other one ran in the back, obviously, looking for anybody else. Okay. And that was me. Wow. And um, I just remember being like, all right, I got to look left. Because I, I kind of already knew what it was. Right. And so I look left and I see this gun. And my I remember this, that heat that I felt. Mm. It was almost as if, it gives me chills. Uh I think my grandpa, who was passed, stepped in between us. Yeah. And that's why I felt the heat. Mm. And then I felt him wrap around me just... <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was so calm. Mm. And I was just like, what do you need? What can I help you guys with? Wow. And, um, yeah, and they, the other guy was banging on the... By, by this time, trying to break open the cash register. But once you do that with an electronic cash register, it actually locks so there's no way yeah. for you to get it. Like, I couldn't even, if I had a code and a key, could not open it up for 24 hours. Um, so, and I actually don't even know how they open it after then. But, so I was very calm helping him. They were ransacking the whole place. So we, yeah. I think that somebody tipped them off. Dildos, we like, vibrators. Uh, I actually, yeah, yeah. Everything. I asked everything I in like, the back. Do you want, <laughs> yeah, I was like, do everything literally in in the back. Um, <laughs> oh, flood of specialty loop. of that store. <laughs> um, but uh, so, anyways, they were looking through everything. They they kept asking, like, "Where's the safe? Where's the safe?" And I'm like, "We don't have a safe." It was like a tiny all women run store. It was meant for couples and women, mm. and it was like you know, no black bags and no tinted windows. It was like a very pretty yeah, yeah. Fem right. feminine store. Yeah. And um, I'm like, we don't have a safe, bro. And so he put me on the ground. I was I was uh, in fetal position and he had the gun to the back of my head while the other guy was going through everything. And I remember he went into the little fridge and it is where we kept our money in a coffee can in the fridge. And I thought, he's going to find the money and he's going to shoot me because I lied. But I was looking... When he said safe, I was like, well, we don't have a safe. So I just right. immediately answered the question. And um, in that moment with the gun right here, right in the back of my, on my uh, innate, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, but the Ubalo Magada. Yeah. The yeah. Medulla. Medulla. Medulla Magada. That was yeah, a great I'm song, man. So I can't. <laughs> um, anyways, he had that on me. And at that moment, when I heard him going through the refrigerator, I where they say your life passes before your eyes. Yeah. I had that, um, no sound, just really quick pictures yeah. and feelings just like rushing through me, like sad, happy, joyous love. And it was just like mm. so quick. I, I, I mean, at the time it felt quick and I just remember getting older as like starting. And by the way, I don't remember my childhood at all. Uh, so, unfortunately i don't even remember that stuff which is why i remember the feelings but mm. um and then 
after that was done, I started saying to myself, which I'd never heard before, but I started saying, I am one with the universe. It's not my time. Mm. I'm one with the universe. It's not my time. And I just remember I chanted that over and over and then they were gone. And then I just heard ding and they left and it was almost seven 30. So they had come before. Damn. And yeah. And even better the after story. So I don't, know what to do so our phones they took our phones and yeah. unplugged everything so i had to run across the street which was there was a 7-eleven and a pet store and literally all of us would go to the 7-eleven every day on break right get all of the like goodies whatever so we kind of knew them so i ran in there and it, they had a line and everyone's on cell phones and whatnot and i ran in and i was like I've just been robbed. We need to call the police, please. They they cut our phones and blah, blah, blah. And the owners of the 7-Eleven were like, get up. Uh, what are you doing? Like yeah. telling me to get out because I'm kind of obviously panicking. Like, panicking. Yeah. yeah. And there were like six people in line and every single person handed me their phone. It oh, like wow. could have been on a movie. Wow. They were all like, here, call on my cell phone. And I still had my cell phone because I never carried a purse. So he, they didn't take my purse because I don't have one. They took the other two ladies. And um, all of them were offering my phone. I'm like, I'm on my cell phone. I had been on it for, for a long time. But but at that time, 911 didn't call your local police. It called uh, something else. I'm not sure, but yeah. it wouldn't. It would be the wrong people. So anyways, I left that. And I was so pissed. I remember just flipping them off. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm never coming in here again. And uh, And then I went to the pet store right next door, which on my breaks, I would go... And just pet all the kittens and pet yeah. the birds and all that. And I remember I knocked on the door and he saw me and he went, I'm calling the police. Like literally looked at my face and was like, I'm calling the police right now. So you look at the just humanity in that way. Yeah. How these other people wanted, you know, I a, a customer that I've probably worked at that store for like two years, been there every day, know their names, treated me so poorly and then this guy probably spent the same amount of time with, but just saw the look on my face and read it. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just being busy and not caring. And yeah. uh, so anyways, I, this is great. I ran across this. Uh, it's, a, it's a four lane, um, very, very busy street, mm-hmm. main street. I ran back across to be with the other two ladies who, by the way, were hysterical. They were, I mean, I've never seen women oh, like I'm that sure, in my I'm life. Sure, yeah. On my third lane that I'm crossing, I get hit by a car. Oh, it's shit. a police car. Oh, oh shit. shit. And I start... Bang- now, luckily, it's rush hour, right? So it's not that bad. But I start banging on his hood like, help us, help us, help us. And he obviously thinks I'm crazy yeah, because he doesn't know what's going on. And he just hit me in the car and he doesn't want it to be his fault. Yeah. So right. he gets out of the car and he puts his lights on, gets out of the car and he's like, you're gonna have to step away, ma'am. And he's going for his cuffs, whatever. And I'm just like, no, I've just been robbed. I work at this store right here. I've just been robbed. And so whatever, he pulls over, gets in to the to the store. Like, I'm just flash forwarding or fast forwarding. And then I'm in the store. He does not know what he's doing. He's touching everything. Oh, he's no. closing drawers. And I literally told him, I was like this far from his face because I was so pissed. I was like, what are you doing? You're touching everything. And he was like, he was like, I know what I'm doing. I was like, you are... T-. I go, uh, none of them wore gloves. They, yeah. uh, their fingerprints were fucking everywhere. Uh, and so and then he starts getting like his cool hat on, like 
oh, this is a sex shop and this is cool. And he was like, what kind of gun do they have? And I was like, and by the way, I love cops. I'm, I, yeah. I have no pro. I mean, yeah, I have yeah, yeah. family members who are cops. They're amazing. Yeah. I could never do what they do, but sure, this sure. cop, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he was like, what kind of gun do they have? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know guns. And he's like, you don't know guns? And I was like, okay, show me which one is the Beyond 2000 fucktard on my on yeah, my wall. Right. You know, tell me which one is <laughs> yeah, the rabbit. Yeah, tell me which one yeah. is the double dong black yeah. five. Let's speak you in the know. language that I understand here. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, get out of here. And then, you know, they all came and whatnot. And then my 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 boss, the first thing she said, she got on the phone because they call her, you know. And she gets on the phone with me, and she doesn't ask me how I am, if anyone got hurt. She goes, how much money did they take? That was the first question, and I was like, fuck this lady. Wow. And she had no insurance, no one, I mean, yeah. yeah. How much, do you know how much they got away with? None, because they couldn't get the cash register Okay, yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. So, that's why it took 27 minutes. They didn't want to leave with nothing. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so they ransacked the whole place. Fuck me, man. That's crazy. Oh, they got the ladies' purses. They got the ladies' purses. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow, man. 27 minutes, man. That is an ordeal. And then getting hit by a fucking cop on the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> damn dude i had my yeah. house broken into once and uh and i walked in on my home being broken into and the guy right. as i'm walking up our we had a second floor apartment i'm walking up the steps as the guy's jumping off of our balcony and i didn't realize what was going on i see this big trash bag sitting at the top of our stairs you know so i go up and i'm i'm like what the fuck is this and it's I lived with three girls at the time. It was full of their jewelry and like, you know, all the things that are worth something in the house. And I call the detective or I call the police. The police come over. First thing they do is they take the fucking trash bag. They tip it out. They dump it all in our fucking kitchen, all over the kitchen floor and start rummaging through it. Oh, my God. Fucking assholes, man. And then the detective called me. That was like a Saturday night. And the detective called me on a Monday. And he starts asking me questions. I said, well, dude, they they fucking took everything and they dumped it out um, onto the kitchen floor. We're going through it. And he goes, well, fuck, there's nothing I can do about it now. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they they tampered with the fucking evidence, man. I'm like, God damn it, man. Yeah. That kind of shit, man, just pisses yeah. you off, man. I'm the same way. I don't have any. Hey, look, please, you know, uh, just do your being. Yeah, being a police officer is a thankless job for sure. Yeah. But when people really need you, just just do the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Follow yeah. procedure. Right. Follow right. procedure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Damn. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy story. I forgot it about. It is a I crazy mean, I didn't story. But that, by the way, is what got me on stage. That's- wow. That again, I talk about my my uh, horrible twenty seven minutes, and I talk about it really grateful because it's the whole rest of my life. Yeah. was set up yeah. because I was like, "What am I afraid of?" Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you just I had did a gun that. to my head. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "No one's gonna have a gun in the audience," and wh- like, what could be the possible? What could possibly go wrong that yeah. wasn't that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely got me on stage, which is great. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Yeah, absolutely. That is, I, wow. wow. That's, you know, 27 minutes is a long time not to be able to get the fuck away from something you don't want to be involved in. 
Yeah, yeah. And I leave so much out of the story because obviously it's 27 minutes. But there were several times in the back because, you know, they were gangbangers. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. Like when they talked, they would like hold their gun up sideways and right. and shake it at you while yeah. they were yeah. talking, mm-hmm. which is terrifying because it's like you don't know what could happen. But yeah. um, I remember a couple times I was like, I can run out this back door right now. But I kept thinking of the other two ladies. Right. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I do that, what will happen to these two? Yeah. Um, and I could have hit the alarm as well. And I didn't know which alarm button to push because it wasn't marked. And I was like, God forbid I do the lo- the one that's like a huge loud alarm and their triggers go off. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was just so many things that run through your head, especially mine. Cause I'm always going a mile a minute. So sure. it was insane. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's intense. Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable? I would say aliens. You know, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world. And we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm-hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's mm-hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe. To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does. But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not. Okay, so um, we ended up getting robbed, or not robbed, um, pulled over. Pulled over. Okay. By SWAT. And we are, co- so funny, we'll start the funny so stuff you up guys, front. So you guys, so you two got pulled over? Yeah, we okay. were in um we were at our friend's house who lives in like a, you know, millions of dollar house yeah. in 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 the hills and we were coming down with my Chevy Malibu at the time which was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh and he put a big old like yeah. What's that called? Like scratch. Scra- but it was more than a scratch. It was just like the whole Scrape. side yeah. scraped. Mm. So I mean, I'm sure we were profiled in our car. Okay. Uh, but anyways, we are coming down the hill, and uh, one of the cars started following us—a police car—and I stopped at a at a um, stop sign, and they stopped, and I was like, I'm just gonna turn to let them go because I thought maybe something's going on. Right. And they have their brights on, so we couldn't really see what's mm-hmm. going on. We hear a helicopter above us. We're like, shit, it's just uh, going down. So I took a quick right because I was like, I'll let him go by us. And then he followed us. And I was like, oh, shit, we're, looks like we're driving right into whatever the problem is. Yeah. Um, and they kept following us, so I took a left to get rid of him, and he still followed me. And then I told him, told Sean, I was like, I think they're following us. And you were like, we didn't do anything wrong. Why would they be following us? I was like, you're right. And so I go to the main boulevard and I take a right. And sure enough, he's still on us. And and then 
I was like, we, by the way, by this time, we're about a mile or less away from our house. Mm. And um, I was like, all right, I'll just change lanes now and see and let him go by. And then as soon as I changed lanes, he put his lights on for us. And I was like, oh, my God, this is for us. And so I pull over. And by the time we pull over, all of Ventura is closed down. It's a main boulevard. Okay. It's completely yeah. closed down. It's four lanes. Yep. Uh, they have a SWAT team all the way around us in SUV cars with their guns, two to each car, uh, aimed at us. A car, uh, a gun in in the in the um, helicopter above us, Shit. just hovering. And we look at I look at John and I'm like, like what did we do? I honestly was like, did we do something? <laughs> and right. I don't like we had a conversation in the car. Yeah. Because we are terrified and we're like, I don't know what ha what happened. Yeah. And so I'm putting my arms out like this because they're asking us, you know, put your arms out. Like they were right. all about the driver. Okay. And so, and I didn't know what to do. Like, how do I take my seatbelt off? If my hands are out here, right. I have a purse. I wear an over the shoulder purse. And I, I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I have a weapon on me. Like all this shit. So I, I, I'm like yelling to them. They can't obviously hear me, but I'm like, I have to take my seatbelt off. Like I'm such a like beginner criminal. Yeah, I, like, yeah. have, I'm like <laughs> trying to communicate like, Hey, I'm not so bad. Uh, I'm going to yeah. walk you through this. So I take the seatbelt off and I get out. And, you know, by the way, they yell so many instructions to you and they're not using a megaphone and it's so loud because it's a boulevard and there's all these restaurants open and outside and the helicopter's so loud and they think that you can just hear them Yeah. and they're fucking getting pissed at you. But there's also multiple instructions like, put your hands on your head, put your hands over your head, get down on your knee. And you're like, which mm -hmm. one? What am I doing? Yeah. And, yeah, um, listen got to listen for simon simon's always the one who's right. going to tell you <laughs> right. what to do don't so, listen to the rest of them just right. what just what does what simon says yes i wish i wish it was that clear so anyways i finally get down on ventura boulevard they made me put my face down on that asphalt i have people everywhere with cameras out on their phones videoing us uh i'm spread out like like um like a starfish on the on the boulevard and now they're telling him to get out and he gets out on his side and i get three cops i weigh like 120 pounds guys i get three cops one with a knee to my back one on each arm and some are and one of them also on my leg mm. and they whip my arm back uh straight so straight up yeah. From back. So mm. my my shoulder goes like yeah. that. Oh. Like it clicks out. And then they just pull it down like a slot machine. Oh. And and then they took my other arm and they got me handcuffed. And I'm just sitting here like I have no weapons. I've never done anything. They have my license plate on my car. Right. It says Illinois by the way. Mm -hmm. Um like all this stuff so they get me and I'm in shock at this point. I remember I was by the way, this is an actually interesting part of the story that I forgot. When I was laying down on Ventura Boulevard and they were giving him his turn because, you know, they walk each one of you out. So he's still in the car. Right. I don't know how long it took, probably five minutes. While I was laying there, I remember looking up a little bit and seeing all the people out of their cars stopped filming crowds. Mm -hmm. And I remember 
the feeling of just like a power wave of sadness just run through me like i i like a like a kid when they ball just so sad yeah. and i just remember going like oh like about to weep yeah and then i fucking tough I, I was like fuck you bethany you're not gonna fucking cave to this shit you didn't do anything wrong so i pulled it all in and i was like right now i had this conversation i was like right now you're gonna put your stand-up comic brain on and you're gonna fucking remember every single second of this right so that you have a perfect memory so, so that later on it's a whole one hour motherfucking special <laughs> like, yeah you know not thinking that this probably isn't that funny um but at the time so then yeah anyways we were detained for almost an hour and handcuffed and arrested for what and, reason what the fuck oh was this is great this is great um uh real rich guys a guy left his his real rich car open with a laptop on the dash so some guy went came by and opened the door that was unlocked grabbed his laptop that was just sitting there advertised and ran with it okay we don't fit the description our car doesn't fit the description there's two of us there's one dude this guy's got a fucking santa claus beard right on his face the other guy had no beard right like i don't know what they thought we did in the last 10 minutes but even that the fact that it was just for a, a laptop like the art the artillery that they had for yeah. us like the, the amount of guns that were on us was intense i yeah. told the cop is there fucking kitty porn on this like right. what is right. going? and i was being honest because yeah. i was like who called this in and it was somebody famous by the way uh-huh. and but why do you need your laptop so bad like what's on there that that you can spend thousands and thousands yeah. of taxpayers money that's crazy yeah. to wrangle yeah. this down and yeah. not be even the correct person yeah. and sean in the middle of it because he was being really thoughtful he was just like yelling to me like it's okay baby don't worry and i think you said to like a cop like she's never done anything in her life like ever like she's and then what did the cop say to you like i think they said we'll see about that oh yeah we'll see about that and the cop the cop that i had when i was like what is going on here and she's like you don't know right you don't know and i was like no Right. I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. The, I said to one of uh, another one because there's so many of them. And then another one, I was like, "So what happens when you realize that you have the wrong people? Like, what, what then?" And the guy was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all no one believed said. us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a help. That's a helpless feeling. I mean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the it's yeah. it's their word against yours at that point and. That's what's scary about it, and and um, and unfortunately, that's that's the reality. But um, um, golly, to be and it, it seems to me like they were doing that just to flex their muscle a little bit and make it look like yeah. they're doing something about it, so that you know when they yeah. can go back and say, "Well, we didn't catch the guy. At least we tried." You know? Yes, that's that's what I mean by it, it was a famous person. And they just went balls to the wall, like, I'm going to put all the money into this because yeah, it's Hollywood. It's so-and-so, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they have a story to tell, yeah, you know, like, right. I got this guy's... So we're handcuffed for, like, upwards of an hour, and then Fuck, the sar- yeah, the sergeant lady comes, and she's like, let them go, because they ID'd us, and it wasn't us. So they finally take the hand, the car's running the whole time. They take the handcuffs You're off. You're forgetting they also waited after she said to, oh, to yeah. they were looking take their for cuffs other... off. They wouldn't. They were like, 
running everything yeah. and still trying to get us. They yeah. were like Ugh. trying to find our backgrounds and stuff. And then so they take the handcuffs off and they just say to us, any questions? That's their final words yeah. to us. Wow. Any questions? Not, not even. Do you guys have any questions? It was any questions. And I said, oh, shit. Like, Fuck, no. and yeah. I go, I go, do I have any questions? No, but I am going to go home and shit myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay. And I was like, oh my, I, and he hands a, he doesn't hand like a therapist or, hey, here's a, a 1-800 self-help number for having <laughs> 25 guns on you and, right. and being right. held. You know, it's like they don't have anything for the innocent, law-abiding, yeah. tax-paying right. citizen. Because, by the way, again, I can't repeat this enough. I couldn't be a cop. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I am. You know, I, 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 there are heroes out there, yep. and I still love them. After everything I'm telling you guys, I still yeah, yeah, love yeah, them. Yeah, 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 of course. But, like... And there were some good ones there that night, too, yeah. that were really checking on our well-being. But there was, I mean, the majority of them were just really amped up and right. hyped up that they were, like, in the middle of something. Well, all, all, you, all you need out. is one. All you need is yeah. one asshole out of the whole group, you know? Yep. And that's what sucks yeah, about it, man. I mean, because you're not... First of all, <clears throat> this is not the world that you're used to living in. And it's like they are, in, you know, it's obviously that, you know, they're trying to strike as much fear. That's the reason why they do this kind of stuff. Like the reason why they the, the SWAT teams are put together so they can overwhelm people, you know, put you yeah. in a very uncomfortable, off-balancing situation so that they can do what they got to do. And I get it. You know what I mean? Obviously, we do need that. We do need that. Um, but it sucks when you're on the receiving end of it. You know what I mean? That that's what that's what's alarming about it. It in that situation you're guilty until proven innocent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's right. shitty because right. it's like anything I say right now could be misconstrued. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sure. You're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how many times we hear that during the day? <laughs> right. You know. Right, and it's interesting because I mean, I guess I wasn't even thinking about that, and I'm such a like unfiltered person like i said the last thing i said to the cop was like i'm gonna go home and shit myself thank you yeah like i mean i didn't even think about it and i think it's because i i didn't do anything wrong yeah yeah but 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 by the way what if they thought i did and yeah. then i would have all this stuff against me like yep. it's just it's crazy it's a crazy system it that is. we have it is um you know but but again i get why they did it I don't understand what the magnitude was of a of a of a, a laptop. You know, a computer a laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's shit. like yeah. give no me shit. a break. Right. Because when it was all happening in my head, I was like, somebody killed somebody. Yeah. And they yeah. think it was us. Yeah, and no thank shit. God they're right. going this hard. Like I was like, thank God they're going this hard, and blah blah blah. But then we found out. See, so my friend who lives in that neighborhood that we were visiting uh, has this app called Nextdoor, and people have all these conversations on it. Mm. And so they had said. Uh, hey, what's all the commotion with the helicopter and all this stuff? And she looked it up after I told her. And sure enough, all these people were talking about it, including the neighbor, her neighbor, who called the cops because of his laptop. And he gave the description on next door yeah. of the perp. And it is nothing like us. Like oh, I said, wow. no beard, baseball hat. Gym shoes wow. and and uh, pants and jeans. He had on. Did you have pants or you had the opposite? One of you had shorts. shorts. He had shorts, flip flops, a huge beard, no hat, 
Um, and there was a backpack. We didn't have a backpack in the car. And then me, I'm a girl randomly that wasn't there in the car. The person was all by themselves. The car was silver. I have a black car. The, the license plates were California. I have Illinois license plate. I have yeah. a huge black, like a huge scratch on the side of my car. Like so many things. It was definitely not us. And one of the cops said to us, uh, he was like, Real, Sean was like, really? You got a description and, w- and it was us? And he goes, down to the hubcap. Yeah. That's what he said. And then wow. when we found this out, we were like, oh my God, you liars. Wow. Just lied. Damn. And there's nothing, there's no recourse. There's nothing you can do about the time or trauma that you've endured yeah. from this right. false arrest. That's why I was saying, like, any questions I thought was just not nice. Like, right, right. at least go, sorry, guys, or gosh, I hope you're okay. This happens. Even a little explanation, like, hey, we're cops and, and we want to make sure that the streets are safe. So, so these are the actions we took to make sure, like, something, give yeah. us something. Yeah. Don't just send us out to the world. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Just yeah. dehumanizing is what that is. Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Schrader from the Holzer Files on Travel Channel. You're listening to What's Your Weird Story? Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. So, Sean, so you're a musician, right? You play... I am, yeah. Okay. And do you have a band, or what are you what are you doing um, at, the, um, well, mo- we at actu- the moment? We actually have a band together. Okay. Bethany and I. We do we do everything together. We have a band. It's kind of this. It's go- called Codependence. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's it's not really called that, but um, we, are, <laughs> we are very codependent. Um, our band's called Haunted Air. H e i r is our band together. Okay. And then I have my project, the Col- the Collector, which is a little heavier. Than the goth folk stuff, the more shoegaze vibe. Cool. And then um, I also do I also do scores for movies cool. and uh, nice. short films and stuff like that. Nice. And I did Bethany's short film, Grandpa Grandpa the Horror. It's called. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you want to talk, she, she wrote and directed. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I play. Yeah. Yeah. Play play bands. Play play music. That's what Great. I do. That's killer, man. That's killer. And then I realized that we, you asked us about Akon, which is a couple of nuts talking, and then we went off into random weird stories again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but our podcast, our podcast is just us being funny and unfiltered 
And we, I know our cat's also attacking our plant right now, which is about to fall off. I mean, like just shit's happening here at all times. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's fun. It's musical. It's, um, it's dark. Like we talk about necrophilia, like where you would, where you would hit on this, on the spectrum, you know, all different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Movies, bands. Like we just, we just, um, it's not going to be out for a while because we're a little bit ahead on our podcast, but we just uh, compared Nickelback versus Smash Mouth. Oh, that one's out. Oh, fuck oh it is me. out. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, that one's out. That's a hard yeah. one. Yeah. That, that and I'm going to let you know, we're not going to tell you. Okay. We're not going to tell you what happened. Okay. But it, it's a little surprising. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I love that it's you guys are. I love it's a that really good episode. I love that you're music lovers. Adam and I are also music lovers. So yeah. um, we share that in common. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really, um, something that I think everyone connects with. If you're, I'm kind of that way with, with me, with people that say they're not music lovers. I'm very suspicious of those people. Oh yeah. We can't be friends. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Same um, thing with like, I don't like chocolate. Ugh, right. What is wrong yeah, with you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everybody's got to have a like, sweet tooth. That's like you know? saying you don't like the smell of roses. Right. Yeah. yeah there's a problem. Yeah. Or somebody says, I don't like chocolate, but I love white chocolate. It's like, I don't know where you're oh from. Oh, my God, yeah. Adam. Like, you're just wrong. You, I'm sorry. You are you're reading You're reading my blacklist right now of people I can't friends with. And if you like white chocolate, forget about it. That's like yeah. the lowest form of person. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't like yeah. chocolate, but you love white chocolate, yeah. that's different. Like, if you don't like chocolate, okay. But if you also love white chocolate, bottom feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. There's, sorry true. if any of your it's just not it's 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 just way. not really chocolate, is it? I mean, it's no, not chocolate. It's not. There's no you chocolate know? in it, right? It's just cocoa butter. Exactly. It's cocoa fat. So we're you know, fuck yourself if you think that white chocolate is chocolate. <laughs> All right. There it is. Barry. <laughs> there it is, Barry. You know, I'm telling you, I. It's like you basically just like milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. You're a very complex yeah. human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Sugar milk. Nice yeah. job. Thick, right. You nailed it. Thick sugar milk. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah, no. Oh my God. You guys, you guys, man. Yeah. You, so you guys are amazing. You guys are freaking great, man. You're, yeah. You're, you're fun to hang out with and Thank talk you. and, and your, uh, your personalities fit well together. And, um, it's just, uh, I, my wife and I'll be married um, 20 years this year, and uh, having a yeah. ha- nice. having a great person in your life that is, um, you know, there to give you uh, love and guidance, and that's that's rare, dude. It's rare, and it's nice to see when people are happy together. You know, it is. so kudos. especially when you work through difficult times and the trials in both your lives that, you know, you've, you've built up and built stronger because of having all the breakdowns. So, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's giving up. Yeah. And use it for your freaking creativity, man. Use it yeah. for your cur- you know, your, your, uh, your comedy and, and music. And, um, and that's the great thing about, um, you know, having an outlet. Everyone's got to have an outlet of some sort, you know, creative outlet. Yeah. And I think what's really helpful is like Sean's super open. I'm really open. So, yeah. Um, like I use it in my stand up. I talk about his 
It's pretty funny, actually, her stand-up when she does bits about <clears throat> dating a junkie. <laughs> they they either hit or they miss really hard. Like, yeah. people are just, their jaws drop open or yeah. they laugh really right. hard. It's, right. it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in a, in, a, in a room. Yeah, I mean, usually they'll come around eventually. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just, those yeah. are, us- usually those are secrets that yeah. people keep. Sure. And there's not yeah. really anyone talking about it, especially in the comedy world, to make it funny. Right. And, but you have to look at these things. I mean, by the way, I work in the industry now, so um, I developed a program called Comedy Heals, and I go oh. into different rehab facilities and I coach nice uh, comedy, awesome. and I yeah, and I I do all these different coping skills and and life skills wow. through comedy, and, and it's been really amazing and transformative and that's uh, amazing. powerful. Just even for me, yeah, and and then what I realized is. Um, while I would make people laugh in the rooms that I was working in, I was like, I can just put this on stage and see what happens. Um, so it's just the initial shock of it. I think mm-hmm. yeah, like 80% of people will just start laughing. And then those 20% of people probably who have experience in it, who are like, Oh, this is the worst time of my life. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, but then, you know, within five minutes they're in it. Well, it takes somebody that has had that actual experience to see the humor in it. You know what I mean? You can't joke yeah. about that kind of shit without actually having seen it. You know what I mean? That's where you find mm-hmm. the humor. And people that people that haven't experienced that kind of pain uh, aren't going to get that. They're just not. You know, they're and if they're well, not, if they're not able to sort of open themselves up to that, you know, oftentimes like you have to be, um, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. I think you know. When yeah. it comes down to it, that's that's what Sean's really good. At. Like, I'll write something and I'll tell Sean, and then I'm like, "Are you okay with that?" And he's like, "Hell, he'll just start laughing," and then I know he's okay with it because he thinks it's fucking funny. And I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, "Cool, all right." That's awesome. Or yeah, so it's been so good for our creativity. That's everything. Great. Yeah, and we'll send you links to everything if you guys want. To yeah, check yeah. It out. So can can people get a hold of you in any way? Emails or. Absolutely not. We live in a cave. Okay. Um, no. After that uh, yeah. incident with the cops, I don't blame Yeah, no so. shit. Yeah, yeah. We, we, are na- we are neighbors with Batman and Aquaman. Um, and by the way, Aquaman cries all the fucking time. I bet he time. does. I bet he, he does. does. He's, he's sad. He's a big dude. He's, he's handsome, but he cries a lot. He does. He's, he's a soy boy. Hey, um, the, uh, the, the ocean is a lonely place. Yeah, that's too much uh, estrogen. Um, anyways... <laughs> That's what tofu and soy does to you. It makes you have too much estrogen in your body, by the way. Um, okay. So you can get a hold of me. I'm on, I have a website called, it's just my name, Bethany Dwyer, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y-D-W-Y-E-R.com. Cool. I know my last name's hard to, I guess, um, Dwyer. spell for some people. I don't know. Okay. That's what I hear, yeah, yeah. but it's D-W-Y-E-R. And you can get everything on there. Um, I think you can even watch my horror yeah. My cool. comedy, my horror. Cool. Um, and then our band, Haunted Air, will send you guys those links. Sweet. And The Collector. Sweet. Great. Well, thank you guys, man. You guys were freaking awesome, man. Yeah, this and has been a blast. Seriously, come, come back anytime. We'd love to have you, you know, open door policy. So. Hey. 
everybody you're listening to the what's your weird story podcast you probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your itunes or your spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from we want to thank you for listening we also want to remind you to like us follow us subscribe to us make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week we'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience we can have more friends we can have more stories so thanks for listening to what's your weird story bethany and sean uh just a great time to to talk to you and some crazy stories man some crazy stories yeah uh fantastic stuff some you know i really first we should say thank you for sharing so much and so much personal information yeah personal heartache but wow those were fantastic i mean just you know uh, just going through the, the heart attack on top of you know going through alcoholism and addiction and everything else that was going on and then seeing his mom and you know and and all and you know helping her I guess find the way back to the lighter time where she needed to go, but yeah, but man, like just wow, heavy, heavy, yeah, but powerful, stuff. yeah, powerful stuff. It's a subject that we graze over, I think, maybe from time to time on the podcast, but we don't delve into so so uh, heavily. And I'm glad that we did because um, I think some people may listen to the podcast and have an idea about where we stand with substance and things like that uh, because we talk we talk openly about it but i think that this this type of a episode really gives you a different look at where people can find themselves i think it's important that we talk about these things yeah you know everything in life is uh meant to be if you're going to partake please do in moderation and please please uh when it comes to the hard stuff man all I can say is be incredibly careful, if not totally yeah. avoid, because uh can be very dangerous. So Absolutely. I think that goes without saying. But uh yeah, great stuff and and Bethany's uh stories about uh being robbed and uh and just the I mean the, getting hit by a cop car alone at the yeah. end of all of that. God yeah. oh, man. Yeah. No kidding, and then That's this an ordeal. and the SWAT team getting pulled out oh, of, of of their car in the middle of, you know, wow. some craziness is just uh, not many people have had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but th- this is a what a great time and what a great couple of people um, yeah. to 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 meet and become friendly with, and we're so happy that um, they were able to come on and um, yeah you know, share their experiences with us. And, and again, you know, you guys, uh, please reach out to us and, uh, come out and, uh, tell your stories with us, man. We'd love to uh, talk. Yep. And, uh, also go and check out, uh, Sean and Bethany's, all their stuff. Uh, we'll have some links in the social media, but they've got, um, Sean's music as the collector, um, He's on. It's on Spotify, and uh, their their group together is also on Spotify. Haunted Air, and that's H uh, E I R, um, not A I R. Um, really cool stuff, man. And then of course, um, 
you can go and you can find uh, Bethany's uh, Bethany Dwyer, her comedy, and and Sean does all sorts of other musical stuff. So, uh, but yeah, and definitely their podcast, a couple of nuts talking. Go check them out, support them. They were really cool, and uh, we hope we'll be hope we'll to be talking to them again in the future. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, at that this time, I guess uh, we also have a sad note of our own. Um, our friend of the podcast and uh, twice guest uh, Scott Martis, uh, who you may remember as the uh, Lake Champlain uh, expert and and hunter, um, he came uh, he he came on our show twice and uh, was always been very supportive. Um, but uh, we found out that uh, a couple of days ago that he had he's passed away. And uh, we just wanted to uh, say, you know, th- a thanks again to Scott for being uh, part of the show and being a friend of the show and supportive and just a cool guy. And he's well respected in the champ community, the uh, that cryptic community. And we just wanted to, uh, you know, pour one out for for Scott or whatever. But um, you know, we just, uh, we're, yeah, he'll be missed. And, uh, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. He was a, such a nice guy and he, yeah. he came on, uh, the first time and, uh, we got pretty deep into Lake Champlain, the, uh, the monster that lives in the, in the lake and his lifelong pursuit of searching for champ. And, um, and then uh, was was gracious enough to come back on and share some other stories with us, and uh, just had a great, you know, uh, seemed like he had just a great out, outlook on life, and yeah. um, just a good guy. So, um, you know, our condolences go out to his and his, his family. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you or hear you, or you can hear us hopefully next week um, on the What's Your Word Story podcast. Uh, we shall return and we've got some cool oh we got cool stuff for you coming up so in the meantime be safe be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them we want to hear them all we can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions whether it's sharing your stories listening rating and spreading spreading the the word word about the podcast. podcast Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.